are the robots going to take over or can artificial intelligence and blockchain actually calm our fears about this? Well, Jen Grayson's got thoughts on this topic and more. You see, as one of the top eight women in crypto, founder of the Blockchain Sisterhood and the CEO and founder of CO.CO, the Airbnb of office space, Jen proposes that women are the answer to crypto adoption. We'll discuss why and you aren't likely to get an argument from us. Mr. Trevor, Wright and I are packing our bags for Paris, but here's a show before we go. Ooh la la, it's episode number 258 of the world's most ridiculous crypto show, The Bad Crypto Podcast. Mr. Travis Wright, are you packing your bag for Paris? I am packing my bag with the most ridiculous bullshit I can find. <laughs> yes, we will be emceeing Paris Blockchain Week Summit and doing a bad crypto live there at the event. And we're getting ready to head that way shortly and excited for those of you that are in Europe and that will be attending this event. Make sure you come up to us and say, bonjour. You could say that if you like. Or just say hi. Or say hello. Actually, since this is airing on April 10th, I am in Italy. Ah, we'll say eating lasagna. See, eating lasagna. So walk up to Mr. Travis Wright and say, how was the lasagna? And I'll be like, what lasagna? Because that's like 17 lasagnas ago. (laughs) Yeah, catch up, people. Come on. (laughs) Could you be more specific with your lasagna requests? Let me be specific with our show's sponsors and LinkedIn, of course, our lead sponsor here on this episode, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. If you're going to hire somebody, you'll want to do it right. Don't be using those other sites. Go where all of the quality candidates are at. Because LinkedIn Jobs matches people on their skills, their background, their interests, their activities, their passions, and matches them on their hair color. Well, I don't, I don't actually think it does that, but it does some really great matching that gets you the most relevant, qualified candidates for your role. I don't think you could ask people what their hair color is in an interview. That's like asking them what their religion is, I think, or their shoe size. Don't do that. You want a quality hire and you want a discount off your first job post. Simple. LinkedIn.com forward slash bad crypto podcast. 50 bucks in your pocket instead of in LinkedIn's and you still get the benefit of finding a quality hire. LinkedIn.com forward slash bad crypto podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is true. Also, on this episode, we have Digitex Futures, which is a non-custodial commission-free futures trading platform. They have begun onboarding tons of people to their beta version. What, one point something million? 1.2, 1.4 million? Something crazy. A literal metric ton. That is a lot. That is more than a million people. That's a lot of people. And this trading platform is going to eliminate all transaction fees as well as the withdrawal and deposit fees, which, hello, total game changer. Love that. After the completion of the beta version, they will begin rolling it out in quarter two of this year, which we are entering in now. So it's coming up soon. And uh, a lot of great stuff coming out from Digitex. So if you want to go ahead and snag some Digitex tokens, you can go to digitexfutures.com forward slash buy dash DGTX. Get snaggy. Get snaggy McSnaggletons. Gia. And the whole McSnaggleton crew. 
I don't know any of them, but Joel apparently does. I do. I know all the mixed Snaggletons. They're Irish. <laughs> I don't, you can vouch, little, you can vouch for them. All the little mixed Snaggletons. <laughs> Party McSnaggleton is my favorite. They were Marty McSnaggleton was like, go check out the Digitex Futures, digitexfutures.com and all the little leprechauns. It's of the future. You'll love if, it. If I was Irish, I'd be a leprechaun. Oh my God, you would be. That's so great. <laughs> all right, Jen Grayson is with us today and she's got stuff to say. So we're going to get to the interview. Hey, hey. It seems that sometimes we put out there to have somebody be on the show and they are able to get on right away due to scheduling or whatever other reason. And other times it just takes a long time. And in this case, it's taken a long time to get one incredibly awesome crypto chick to join us here. Her name is Jen Grayson. She's uh, had a history of running a multi-million dollar life insurance company, and she also uh, managed morale forecasting and finances during the impacts of AIG's multi-billion dollar crash, which kind of has given her a unique comfort level of leading when it comes to the volatility of cryptocurrency. She's got a, a stellar background with a, a lot of work, uh, working with authors and best-selling writers and entrepreneurs, and she's going to have a lot to say about AI and the future of blockchain and crypto in general. So welcome, finally, to Bad Crypto, Jen Grayson. I am very excited to be here. Thanks for letting me reschedule 18 times. You guys are very gracious. We are. We are the, the Bad Gracious podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, totally. it's, it's so cool. It's not every day that you get to have a superhero from the Marvel Universe on, Jean Grey. Right. It's really exciting. Exactly. I know. Which... Dark Phoenix. Yes. I like I like to make sure, you know, when you're when you're gonna have a superhero on, it's just mm -hmm. it's always good to kind of have that um hurry up and wait and you know. That's good. And what color is your hair today? Today it is pink. It is pink. I noticed on your LinkedIn that it is green. Correct. That, Very nice. That is Very colorful. That is the one guarantee I give to everyone that every time you see me, my hair will be a different color. Is it ever is it ever gray? I did do gray for a little while. Not a good look for me. I mean, Grayson, right. it just seems like. Yes. And, and, and I don't know why it is, but when I introduced you, part of me wanted to say, and welcome to the show, Gray Jensen. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> I like this. I'm a big fan of switching my name up a lot. So I may have to try Gray Jensen. Maybe that'll be my spam filter name when I've got to give people like the <laughs> fake email address. I'm totally switching over to that. I am Gray Jensen. It's your Swedish counterpart, oh, actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, it's for days that you maybe identify as a man. That sounds like a like a man's right? name. I'm Gray. Like All right. Gray okay. All right. Yeah, no, this is That's <laughs> enough. Yes. Enough witty banter. Let's get on with some blockchain stuff. Actually, here. we're all over. We're all out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, That's and we're done. Thanks. <laughs> I got a new name out of it. This really, I feel like I was the big winner. This is really good. We'll send you our bill. No worries. So let's talk a little bit about how you ended up going down this crypto rabbit hole. If you want to refer to your previous life and in, in life insurance and uh, what opened your oh eyes. My goodness. So we, uh, so my whole background is corporate America. Like I thought I knew what I was doing, climbing the corporate ladder, all the supposed tos, checking all the boxes. Um, and when AIG had their big crash, we rode that sucker all the way to the bottom. My babies were really little. And so I had given up, um, a lot of time with them to build out a business with two other guys. And 
that was one of those scenarios where I was really kind of burned out on corporate America. And so I left and tried to find the most not corporate thing I could possibly do, which led me to ghostwriting, which was fantastic. And I did that for a really long time and then met a gentleman who is still one of the most fascinating, brilliant humans I've had the opportunity to meet. And he, yes, me? you, I tried to be, yeah, okay. you know, down low about it, but yes. So the other fascinating person in my life, yes, Travis? also knows the Was third it Travis? one. God, I, I am not right? that fascinating yes. at all. So um, he was a coding engineer and I said, can I write for you? Like, can I ghostwrite? I don't really have any other things. And we had gone to lunch and I said, tell me about this Bitcoin thing because I just don't get it. And he had a really great way of explaining it. And I understood it. And then he said, you know, I was going to make my own coin. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. And he was building out a predictive AI with cryptocurrency. And so we talked a lot about the intersection of blockchain and artificial intelligence and what that looked like. And because of my business background, it was a really good relationship for us to team up. He was a a coder, um, chief architect had done, you know, 25 years of software engineering. And so we teamed up on that for a while, kind of tried to navigate the ICO world through 17. And that was all kinds of fun. Um, and then we kind of decided to go our own ways and he's still working on that project. And I had totally drank the Kool-Aid on crypto. My first event was in Barcelona and really got to learn it on the global stage. And so that was amazing because I feel like the U.S. is so far behind. And so I really had the luxury of getting to learn it outside of here, which was awesome and gave me, I think, a brilliant education into the space that a lot of people here in the U.S. don't get. And so I'm really grateful for that. And Started a new project um, over the summer, and I co-founded the Blockchain Sisterhood, which is a bunch of badass chicks. They're running a bunch of blockchain projects. And so I just like, I'm forever, I've drank the Kool-Aid on crypto and I can never go back. Like, I love it. I love everything about it. It's fantastic. It delicious? It's like a grape raspberry kind of mix. Little lemon flavor. Yeah. Smoothie. Also nutritious. And nutritious. Yeah. Very nice. So, so let's talk a little bit about this AI and blockchain. AI and this is what it seems like because AI is right in the middle of blockchain, right there. And, uh, oh, so that's true. It, yeah, it literally intersects spelling, it. right? Like mm -hmm. literally, you can't have blockchain without AI. Oh, somebody should use that and, as a tagline. Somebody, I'm giving that tagline away to someone. Yes, we can have it. You can have it. Yeah. So yeah. how 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 are you know? The robot rise up. You talk about this, and we have some fears and about the our robot overlords and maybe this authoritarian dystopia with a technocracy kind of thing. How is AI and blockchain going to help solve that stuff? I think, from my perspective, that the decentralization of AI that we get to have with blockchain really takes the fears away. Like anytime. And one, like we have to separate science fiction from science fact, which is there is likely not going to be a Terminator scenario or, you know, I mean, those are great for movies and Ex Machina and Overlords and West, uh, you know, Westworld and all of those. But when we look at very centralized scenarios of AI, which are terrifying, we've seen that with Google, with Facebook, um, China has said they really want to be the leader in artificial intelligence by 2020, which is 
I mean, China is about as centralized as you get. And so centralized AI is absolutely terrifying. It's everything we're afraid of. But when we look at decentralized AI and the ability for that kind of governance that we've seen with some of these bigger projects that have done a really good job of it, um, even back in the beginning, you know, if we look at Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the originals, that lends itself to artificial intelligence in a way that will give the power to everyone, whether it's a kid in Iceland or a small business in Salt Lake City or a government in India, instead of Google having all the power or Facebook having all the power. Because we've seen that when you have those very centralized, controlled environments, the artificial intelligence gets abused. And then you have this huge disparity between the very wealthy corporations using AI for their means. And you have these mom and pops that can't afford, I mean, they can't spend six figures to have an AWS bill. And so as we see more and more decentralized artificial intelligence projects coming out, I think that really levels the playing field and it makes it less scary because we're all watching what's going on. We have the transparency. We have the governance that we all want out of blockchain. And so I think that's really where blockchain will get to leapfrog AI. I mean, AI is not new. It's been around for a really long time. And blockchain is kind of the technology I think is going to get to leapfrog it into the future a little bit. So what you're saying is we're all going to die. We are all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It it might not be the robots that do it. Uh, You know, the problem is, is whenever an advanced technology gets into the hands of somebody that is unscrupulous, that's, you know, and that could be governments or individuals or corporations. And uh, we've talked to some people that are like, listen, it's nothing's going to happen. We're all going to be fine. And then we've got others that are like, yeah, we all are going to die. The robots are going to eat us for breakfast. And it's really hard to figure out what is, how is this actually going to play out? Well, and I, it is very hard. I mean, if we had artificial intelligence, we could predict that. However, we're not there yet. I barely have real (laughs) intelligence. I mean, artificial. And it really like, and I've had a lot of conversations um, lately about there is this shift that it's really not artificial intelligence because those words don't really go together. It's really an augmented intelligence that is, we're already experiencing that with our smartphones, right? It's an augmented intelligence. You can ask me any question and I can sound like a freaking genius if I have 13 seconds to look it up on Google. And so we already have this augmented intelligence right now. It's just a separate device. And so it is the movement into that device is going to get less and less separate from us and is going to be able to predict more and more things. I love that my Gmail is predicting how I'm ending a sentence. Like it's been really handy. It's been fantastic and I love it. It is. And so that's artificial intelligence. Like everybody gets really caught up in, oh my God, robot overlords, but that's not really artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is finishing your sentences in Gmail, knowing that you have a dentist appointment coming up and scheduling it on your behalf. You know, these little tiny things that just take the friction out of life. Oh my, that will be fantastic. When our life is controlled by email, I can't even wait. That'll be super. Um, But yes, there are people that are horrible. I mean, we've seen some nefarious uses of it and 
that's not going away. And so what are our choices? We can either put our heads in the sand and say, oh my gosh, the robots are coming. We need to extinguish all of it. Or we need to say, okay, what do we do? And I think that's blockchain and decentralized AI and more and more artificial intelligence projects. There are some amazing Dr. ones Dr. Nefarious. Yeah. But with blockchain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's certainly the hope and the promise, yeah. right? That blockchain will decentralize and empower people rather than governments and, and organizations, unless those governments are, you know, truly governed by we, the people. You know, if it takes you 13 seconds to Google something, you might need some faster bandwidth there, Jen Grayson. I'm really not very tech savvy. I got to be honest with you. Like I should be, but I'm not so good on my phone. Uh, don't, and don't I don't always go for the first answer on Google. You have to kind of look a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's not always the first one. So sometimes the people that are fastest aren't the most mm -hmm. correct. Well, that's also because that Google's AI is feeding you what they want you to see, Her, not necessarily yes. what's most accurate or right. That's very true, which is usually why. That's a conspiracy, Mr. Joel Cobb. <laughs> mm -hmm. And true. Yes. Get your tinfoil hat on. It's right. It's very true. Yes. What's See? on the second page? No one even knows what's on the second page. That's where all the truth Wait, is. There's a, there's a second. There's a second page. Did you know sometimes there are like three or four pages? What? This may be a conspiracy because I haven't actually tested it, but I have You're heard. Telling lies, I know. No, I have heard there are actually more than one or two pages. Mm. Listen, you just blow my mind. I know, mind. right? Now, first of all, blockchain. <laughs> And then now this, this you've just re revised my See, whole world. So I was totally um, worth the wait. That's fantastic. Okay, my work here <laughs> is done. Well, we got to reschedule this podcast, though. I <laughs> just want to let you know we're about 15 minutes into this and uh, we got to. So so one of the questions we've always had, right, because we love, we love, um, we've been doing this show now for going on two years. In July, it'll be our two-year anniversary on the show, which is crazy. To me. What are you, what are you going to buy me, Mr. Fun. Travis, right, for a two-year anniversary? I know, what is two-year? What's two? Is that like I don't know. new two microphone? Is, is what I'll is probably give you. I'll, I'll probably give you a silver coin back that you gave me. This Indian gave it back nice. to me. <laughs> well, I know the first um, year is paper. paper. Uh, second year, second anniversary is cotton. So you can get me a t-shirt. Oh, or some nice new boxers. No. That would be awesome. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I'll get you like some Q-tips. Get that whacked out of here. It's scraping on your mind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, then we're now at earwax. That's awesome. You guys yeah, are really yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that's true. Hey, thank you. So we've been we've been to a lot of events, right? And like the crypto world is just it's there's so many dudes. It's like it's like it's crazy. And I love that you're leading this initiative to bring more blockchain sisters up into this because that's been one of the questions that we've had is that you know, women are clearly the key to adoption for for crypto because in in every home for the most part the the woman holds the purse strings for the big purchases, Absolutely. right? I mean, that's been Every single every single survey you've ever seen, it's big decisions made by the women. They're handling that. They're spending a lot of money in, at stores and on e-commerce. And and how are we going? Because they don't care. Like they don't care about no. the Lambo and the moon, right? They yes. want to make it easy. They want. They, they, yeah, they don't. Yeah, like it's funny. It's because like one of the talking points here is like they don't even think about wallets. You exactly. think about purses. Right. Yes, exactly. Right? Funny. That was my favorite line. So when are we get the crypto purse, yes. that is we good. need the crypto purse. Like seriously, like <laughs> women don't think in wallets. We always think in purses. Like seriously, and no one. I mean, I talked to Ledger about it a little bit. I was like, can we please make a crypto purse? 
Um, and we haven't, I haven't followed up with them, but I need to, I actually really need to talk to Trezor because she's amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the biggest thing. And, um, words are really important. And when you're talking about when Lambo and when moon, like women don't care, which is not to say we don't want to 10 X our money, but we care about things that matter to us. Like show me how it's going to make grocery shopping easier. Like, show me how it's going to change my day. Show me how it's going to take one thing off my plate. And this is the conversation that isn't happening, which I also understand when you have dudes talking to dudes, they don't really think about, oh, maybe we need to change the shape of the conversation. We're getting there. I mean, women in tech has always been, you know, at a shortage. This isn't anything new. But we really need to, um, and and I'm putting this back on guys too, you know, and every time I speak on a panel, I'm, I'm always asking, did you invite your sisters, mothers, girlfriends? I mean, who are you talking to? Who are the women in your life that you're talking to? And why aren't you talking to them about crypto? And sometimes, bless your hearts, boys don't always think about things. And so sometimes we as women get to remind you that, you get to be talking to the women in your life about crypto and why does it matter to her? That's, I think, where we will see this shift into adoption. I also think that there is this stigma where, and this is a question I get a lot, women say, but I don't know how to code. And my pushback on that is great because we are full up on coders. What we need are advertisers, marketers, lawyers, writers, podcasters, we need those women to come into the space so that we can start shaping the conversation, inviting more women into the space. What I've been amazed about, and this has been the neatest part, I think, of blockchain for me, was that I have yet to meet someone who isn't just giving and amazing and willing to share their information and blogs they've read and the newest coin they've looked at. I mean, people in this space, it's slowing a little because we're getting new blood coming in. But in the beginning, it was so community driven. And I think those of us who have been in for a while are still trying to push for that and keep it like that. And so it really is, who are you inviting? Who are you taking to events? Who are you talking to? Who are you sharing blog posts with? All good points. And you know what? I don't think that anybody in the crypto space is really marketing towards female adoption yet. I mean, why? Why is it? We're not even iterating. We're not even iterating for women, let alone marketing to women. How about a pink ledger or Trezor, right? How about something that's with custom patterns that you can order? How about a card, you know, that that you carry crypto on that is going to appeal to the design sensibilities of the majority? of women uh, you know why not if you put glitter on it i will buy it like it's just like guaranteed like i don't even care what it is i'm like what's that glitter yes so i almost said that but then i thought like oh maybe maybe that might be that might be yes. glitterish i don't know uh, right anybody, also yes there are some some people that are glitter adverse 
Yeah, um, but that's that's their problem, right? right. That's, and I haters, right? Like glitter haters. Yeah. I just I don't. They need more glitter in their life. And girls get a girl, and that's that's what girls do. I mean, it's it's, and I'm not talking about every single one of them, obviously. So don't be offended if you're like the tomboy girl. That's cool too. We like tomboy girls. It's just that the the feminine aspect is attracted to a a, a artistic aesthetic. I think visually, you. Know, you it want to have is. the tra- the trezor's black, the ledger's black right. and gray, they're, the cool right. wallet's they're, black. Oh, right. all- Which, I mean, <laughs> the little black dress goes with everything, but not necessarily your little black cold wallet. And so it really mm-hmm. is about, and we saw this with cell phones, right? Like once they started iterating for women, and we were getting like all of this amazing Hello Kitty stuff, and they were shaping that entire commodity. And no one is iterating for women yet. And I think once we st- big right, money, right. Big. And I like, it's so obvious to me that we have to start iterating for women, but we have developers developing for developers. And so I think as we see the shift of, away from that, we're seeing more business people come into the space, which they're also being able to bring, education and experience, which is, okay, you can't just raise 30 million in an ICO. What's your actual revenue plan? And that means you're going to have to go get customers, which now means who are your customers? Who are they? Who are you selling to? How are you marketing to them? And so I think we're going to see the shift into that. And I'm hopeful that it's coming quickly, but it really is just about starting the conversation. I have a lot of people say to me, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And they didn't think about how are we speaking? What are the conversations that we're having? And genuinely, we're talking in wallets and not purses. And that seems silly and funny, but lexicon is really important. And how you talk to people so that it begins to matter and shifting away from when moon and when Lambo into supply chains. And this is why it matters because it's impacting people in Colombia and families in Colombia. And if we start talking to women in the ways that it matters to them, they will be all over crypto and blockchain. Hey, Travis, maybe we should partner with uh, a wallet manufacturer to make a feminine bad coin wallet, right? Cold storage. Purse. Hello. Purse. And maybe, maybe instead of like when Lambo and moon, maybe it should be like, when cute convertible. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a Bentley, more of a Bentley girl, but yes. Also. And, and when, when Venus, right? Because women are from Venus, men are from Mars. Oh, that is nice. true. That's Persephone, nice. big fan. Yes, any of those. Yeah, the goddess wallet. That would be awesome. Hello. Well, cool deal. Yes, uh, the the bad crypto R and D podcast. This is good stuff. So, speaking of which. Tell us, tell us more about the, this blockchain sisterhood. You got what fifty plus uh, crypto thought leaders over there in uh, in your group, and you're you're working together and in the hood, in the sisterhood, in the hood, in the hood. Yeah, I in the sisterhood. So I ended up in all of these conversations with these CEO and CEOs and founders around the world. Um, I was having conversations with like just these amazing women that were in Australia and Canada and Europe and the U.S. And we were all trying to tackle the same problem. 
which partially was because we all had blockchain startups. And so we were all trying to vet attorneys, marketing companies, writers, and, and also going after the same set of clients. And it just so happened that we had a lot of overlap in what we were doing. Some of them were in healthcare. Some of them were in smart cities. We had the artificial intelligence, um, my new project, which is the Airbnb of office space. I mean, we just had a lot of really amazing overlap. And we started talking about, okay, how do we leverage who we are in the space? We're, you know, a lot of us are speakers. A lot of us are, we have some podcasters in there. And so we created this sisterhood that really was how do we leverage this amount of genius and how do we work together? And it's become genuinely an amazing group of women that we just, I mean, it's everything from, you know, sometimes it's a safe space to, to gripe about the obnoxious things that are happening at conferences, you know, when you have the booth babes showing up. And so sometimes it's talking about how we get to shift the conversation and shift what's happening in conferences. And also how do we as women raise our voices and make sure that we're adding to the conversation. Some of it even is as much as um, signal boosts. You know, if somebody has a Twitter post or a podcast go out, we try to leverage just the power of community and, and sharing it out to us. And so it's really just kind of become a place where we don't feel alone as much. And I think in startup world, it's really easy to get head down and you're putting out fires all day long and you feel like you're the only one battling that particular fire. So getting to have a place where I can say, holy cow, I'm a complete hot mess. Here's what happened. I, you know, dealing with this technology issue or that marketing issue and somebody else can say, oh my gosh, I had that last week. I hear you. I see you. You've got this. And that's really powerful. And that it's one thing that I almost feel bad because we as women kind of have that as a default that we lift each other up. And I think guys don't always have that. And so I feel bad. Like I have all these amazing women's groups where I'm like, oh my gosh, girl power. And boys are out there like, trying to figure it out on their own and don't have the allowance to be able to have yeah, it I'm trying to bring Mr. Joel calm down. He's, or... he's on the 21st floor or something. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like I have to get <laughs> talked off the ledge so many times. And so um, that's kind of why we created it. And women just, it's what we do. We, we make spaces. We are community builders. Is there uh some kind of initiation? I mean, is there like a pillow fight or anything there like that? There is. That was like super duper inappropriate. And I get to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was I was hoping that you would. Uh, but there's a lot of women that would like to know how to get into a group like this. So where do they go? It is. So it's just on Telegram and it's at Blockchain Sisterhood. So if you do the like t.me forward slash Blockchain Sisterhood or however you have to get into a Telegram chat, um, that's the easiest one to do it. So we're easy to find Anybody can hit me up on LinkedIn and I'm always happy to invite them in. I mean, genuinely, like you just have to be a, a self-identifying as a woman and we will absolutely welcome anybody into the fold. Um, we have a lot of thought leaders, a lot of powerhouses, um, a lot of CEOs, but also we have people in there that are just learning. And so it's just, it's a place that we're growing and we would love to have more people always. I think. I think Jolene yeah. Kong. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's why I can't tell <laughs> Might be suspicious you. Of that one. That's why I can't tell you the initiation because it's, uh, it's super secret. we have our ways. We have our ways because, you know, 
also superhero. Yeah, so. you you and you and your ways. Well, let's mm-hmm. uh, let, let's broaden out to uh, crypto, more crypto uh, space in general here, and let's talk a little bit about your thoughts around regulation and treating you know crypto as its own asset class. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, we've seen some amazing stuff happen really in the last couple months with um, some of the new new legislation that Wyoming's passing, some of what the SEC has really tried to do. Um, even in Utah, they're trying to pass a bill about crypto and uh, money transmitter laws. So we're seeing a lot of legislation, a lot of legislation being shaped even, I mean, honestly, like on a near monthly basis, which is fantastic. I, Can you just say that a lot of legislation ten times fast? A lot of legislation. <laughs> yes, I'm going to need to do it to like a Miley Cyrus song, maybe, and I can do it. Oh, right? nice. Right. Um, yeah. So what? What do we do? I mean, how is all I this going to get straightened out? Think, okay. Here, my huge soapbox is we have to have education over regulation because one, you are dealing with the globe, and I've had, you know, at these conferences I go to, I've had a lot of conversations with really smart people. And we talk about, okay, can we have a global oversight committee and the challenges of that? And how do you manage all of those agendas and different countries trying to do what's best for their people, right? And if you come back to, this is a peer-to-peer solution for a reason. And it was because it was an attempt to remove government and oversight from these transactions. And so if we're moving forward, thinking about where all of this started, we really want to be able to manage it on a peer-to-peer basis. And you can't do that with regulation and oversight. Now, did we screw that up massively in 2017 because we proved that we couldn't self-regulate? Yes. And so I still feel like we as an industry just like every industry that's come before us, especially in the space of technology, we get to say, look, here are some best practices that we would like to see happen. Here is how we are going to call people to the table when they aren't using best practices. Where we really want to head is into a space where we we have an ongoing conversation, which is being able to transition to peer to peer and ensuring that we are part of the conversation and that we're able to as an industry self-regulate i think it's really important excellent good stuff well ladies or those of you identifying as one join the sisterhood there won't be pillow fights there will be real discussions about important issues surrounding blockchain and cryptocurrency if you want to do the pillow fight on the side that's fine but it's it's probably not going to happen. We'll send you to Joel's. <laughs> There's no damn pillow fights. Not even, not even at Joel's house. <laughs> My gosh. It's nice to be with people that can take a joke though. <laughs> it is the bad. I mean, I, right. That is very true. I mean, if there were glitter, uh, maybe that's see, we've just moved from, Pillow fights to glitter fights. It's really, it's Yeah, all that's fantastic. Well, yeah. Jen, what's um, your favorite site for people to come and visit you? LinkedIn is my favorite because I'm there all the time. And it is also my favorite place to get to share information. And so it's where I get so much of my information. So LinkedIn is where I'm the most easy to find, but I'm at Jen Grayson everywhere. 
I'm going to be at Gray Jensen everywhere, but for right now, Jen Grayson everywhere. Ooh, she's a Gray Jensen. <laughs> Mr. Travis Wright, Jen Grayson is so smart. You know what? Very smart. We got uh, we got a nice little run of you know crypto ladies, blockchain ladies uh, coming up here. We had one a couple episodes ago in episode two fifty six with Annie Chi. Now we have in this episode with Jen Grayson. We also have another one coming up in episode 260 with the one and only Caitlin Long. Mm, that's so going to be fantastic. Gotta, Talking about yeah, all yeah. that legislation that's coming our way in Wyoming and maybe other places. Mm-hmm. And I noticed you said crypto ladies. Were you being politically correct in avoiding the term crypto chick? I was avoiding crypto chick. That was. Why? Why? Mr. Travis Wright, since when have you censored? Because yourself? I'm a social justice warrior now. I am now on the far left and I am offended by everything. Yeah. Don't don't be offended. It's you know, look, I, what I've discovered is that women that are comfortable in their femininity uh, understand, you know, the crypto chick thing. It's like it's casual. Like it, it's it is a compliment. It is it's not a racing. Yeah, it's not an offensive term at all. It is a term of endearment saying we welcome you women to the crypto space. You bring an element uh, to, you know, not just the crypto world, but to life in general that we men just do not have. And if we're going to have some mass adoption, we're going to need to have more women utilizing and spending and collecting the cryptos. Right. Because um, there are, you know, two genders, uh, according to science and any other ones that have made up since then. But. All I know is that the female one spends lots of money, and they are the ones that, in most households, hold the purse. And so big purchases go through the ladies most time. So that's that's statistics. And so if we don't have enough women in the crypto world, uh, cryptos may not get adop- might not get mass adoption like we want. Yeah, it's going to happen. I know it. I can feel it in my bones. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of if. It is a question of when. Of course, I'm not a financial advisor, and neither are you. And as always, uh, make sure you do your own research before you guys ever invest in any of the cryptos. Here's hoping that the Lambo and Moon are coming our way soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I actually had a friend of mine. She was like, so I got in Bitcoin when it was $11,000, and it's gone way down. Can you just buy it back for me, the price that I bought it? <laughs> <laughs> somebody actually wrote uh, us the other no. day. We we got uh, somebody wrote us the other day on our contact form and was asking crypto advice and we don't give any crypto advice ever. Doesn't happen, gang. So don't ask us what to buy. Uh, you know, we could talk about some projects that we like, but we will never recommend that you make any purchases. Don't recommend any of that good stuff. I do recommend doing your own due diligence and research and stuff on your own. And that's what we're all about. We're here to help you be part of the research. And if you're listening to us, you're all about learning. You're a curious person. You're inquisitive. You like to gain knowledge. I respect that about you. And uh, yeah, but we're not going to be able to tell you what to do. Uh, This is not a investment course where we say, step one, do this. Step two, do that. Step three, do that. Well, we will actually tell them to do one thing, Travis. Well, that's true. And you can go ahead and tell them that. Stay bad. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.